Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hot round! Red 7, Red 7, Red 7! Don! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot round! I don't... What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bop halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Are you gonna get me the oh, ball? I'll get you the oh, ball! Oh, 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 I hope he doesn't kill somebody. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I got a whole lot of money, 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 money for me. Bottle keep popping that water bath, tracking. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. National Signing Day is over, and KSR is here to talk about it all. Whether you're listening to us on the KSR Football Podcast feed, 11 Personnel, or the Kentucky Sports Radio Podcast feed, we're happy you're here. I'm Nick Roush with Freddie Maggard. And Adam Luckett. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Justice Dental. They've got two great locations in Lexington, one on Blazer, one on Wellington. Your one-stop shop for your all your dental needs. If you are looking for a new dentist in the new year, changing your insurance, now is the time to act. Call Justice Dental today, 859-543-0700 to book your appointment with Justice Dental right now. And we're a little bit later than we expected, Lucky, because things got uh, they got crazier than normal today. This is, uh, I think it's official, this is the craziest National Signing Day in Kentucky football history. When we previewed it on Monday, we're like, it could get a little wonky on Wednesday. I don't know if I could have ever predicted what happened today. I mean, we went on a ride, boys. That was a 12-hour ride. And it all ended, like you said, there – what is it? What was it, 6 o'clock when Keontae announced their aspirations? Yeah, I mean, just a crazy day. But outside of really DeCarlos Nicholson flipping, you couldn't have asked for a better day if you're Kentucky. You hit on everybody. You got everybody in the fold. You close with Goodwin. You're sitting at number 12 in the on-three team rankings right now. Um, about every metric, you're going to have a top 20 class. Uh, you addressed a lot of needs on the roster, um, and you were in the spotlight all day, and you ended it on a good note. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, I think it was a very, very good day for the Kentucky football program. Freddie, the it, it took a lot of twists and turns with Goodwin starting his day in Texas. He ate some Takis chips, and but then he got out of there without a decision made. I know some folks were worried. He ends up coming back 
to aspirations in Louisville and announcing that he's going to Kentucky over Michigan State. I know you've been following along this a lot longer than most. You've been taking days off work to watch National Signing Day shows for years and years and years. Had you ever seen anything like that before? No, I have not. Today was a new one on me. Uh, not just at Kentucky, but across the board. It was it was a crazy <laughs> signing day. I mean, there was so much going on today that uh, the number one player in the country is signed with Jackson State, and good for him. Uh, you know, over Florida State. But I mean, let's be honest. He'll play in front of more fans at Jackson State than in front of half the ACC. <laughs> and uh, so, forty five thousand is what Jackson State had average attendance last than, year. That's more than if you think about half the ACC. Mm-hmm does not get 45. So uh, I'm happy for that kid. But, yeah, it was it was a lot of uh, intrigue, a lot of drama for Kentucky. I, I'm a big line of scrimmage guy. I think Kentucky got better at the line of scrimmage, obviously, on both sides. But I like the fact, Adam, Kentucky got longer on both sides of the line of scrimmage. You're talking 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", with Goodwin. And we're, we're at a point, Mark Stoops and, and Vince Merrill and that staff has got us to a point now that Grant Bingham is almost an afterthought in his class. A high four-star that turned down Notre Dame to stay in state, who I think is going to be an incredible player, is almost an afterthought because the majority of this class are four-star players and you have the five-stars. So uh, it was a really good day for Kentucky, but I liked what the cast did on the line scrimmage. And not just Link there, um, I think you look at Tyrese Fearbury, um, kind of yeah. at that outside linebacker. They're losing possibly Jordan Wright and then J.J. Weaver soon. They needed Link to that position. You address yeah. that. Dane Key's not the tallest receiver, um, but he's got some long arms, and he's as good of a catch point jump ball guy as you'll see probably in this class. And then at cornerback, um, they're going into the well. Zoff Frazier is going to get a lot of Chris Westry comps, six foot four. Long arms, over 205, 210 pounds. So length and speed to me were kind of the two biggest traits of this class. Yeah. And then just overall, I think mass on the line of scrimmage too. I mean, they've got length too, but they've got some big bodies. Yeah. yeah. And Auburn transfer to Sean Manning, like 6'4", 240 mm-hmm. pounds. I mean, he's a he's a big old boy inside. And then the two nose tackles they got, Dion Walker, Quintel Jones, big boy. So – Length, mass were two big things, and speed yep. were the three big things, I think, in this class that they addressed. Yeah, Dion Walker was a – I mean, you talk about Grant Bingham being kind of an afterthought, Freddie. I mean, Dion Walker picked Kentucky over two college football playoff teams. And one of those teams was – he was heavily recruited by your old guy, Steve Klingskip. And that kind of his – almost seemingly hit the back burner. That was a significant, significant recruiting win for Kentucky to pull him from Detroit. The well didn't completely run dry. Um, There was a conversation I had at one of those camps, um, you know, and Vince kind of comes over and, you know, who kind of shoot his shot every once in a while. And just tell you, we're going to have the best offensive line class in the country. I haven't seen where they all stack up yet. Uh, The chips are still kind of, uh, fallen where they may, you know, you, we still are catching our breath, but with you got Keontae Goodwin headlining it. You have Grant Bingham, as you mentioned, Freddie, Nick Hall is a top 100 yeah. prospect in yeah, some services. 
Uh, yeah. You mentioned the Auburn transfer portal guy. And, you know, you still got, uh, you know, one oven in the fire or fire in the oven, whatever you call it, with Jalen Farmer out there that you could potentially uh, flip from Florida this spring. So, I, I, I think Vince, he, he shot a shot. And you know what? That This is Kentucky. Uh, Freddie, I think when you had long stalwarts like Lane and Young, Drake Jackson, Luke Fortner, these guys had been around forever. You were losing those guys. You needed to be able to reload, and that's exactly, exactly what Kentucky did in this signing day class. I cannot wait to watch Grant Bingham and Jagger Burton at guard for Kentucky. I mean, I really can't. Both of them are four four position players, mm-hmm. and but, but to have them side by side uh, in between and with a center in between, obviously, is going to be fun to watch. You mentioned Dion Walker. Listen, coaches are some of the most competitive people in the world. Do not think for a minute that when Clint went to Michigan that it wasn't on with him <laughs> and Kentucky and Vince. So, let's think about that. Kentucky hangs on to the Wade twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brown, mm-hmm. Deion Walker. I mean, that's head-to-head with Clint. So, yeah, I mean, don't, I think that is another storyline that we need to talk about. Yeah, they they aren't going to say it out loud, but look, no, you they know can't. that. <laughs> well, Mark, Mark Stoops said it, I think, a couple weeks ago about recruiting. He said, if you don't if you don't think it's per- – I mean, obviously it's personal. Yeah. There's years and all this time. Even like Keontae Goodwin, they, they spent five years building that relationship. Five years. Yeah. And then you get down to the nitty-gritty, and you might lose it just here on a Wednesday Man. in December. <laughs> it's, Adam, a cra- I, it's crazy. I, I'm a what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room kind of guy. I've been in those war rooms. It is personal, bro. <laughs> I mean, it, it is personal 100%, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, and Dane Key is another one that, that, that Clink was recruiting. Yeah, yeah, so, no, I, you're exactly I, right. Um, I mean, I love Clayton. Let me get out there. He, he, he's a great guy, and I like him a lot. But, but he wouldn't go to the other side. Yeah, yeah. You know, things things change. Um, I will say, you know, that it was kind of seeing the other side of things and some of this. I, I got to aspirations a little early, and I was sitting next to the door, and Keontae walked in and uh, a certain head coach from another school was on speakerphone, just pleading with him. And it was, Oh man, I, 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 I didn't want to hear too much of it, but I also wanted to hear everything because I'm used to Mel Tucker doing the coach. O kind of, uh, uh, let me just be this nice, polite guy. It was, uh, it was, you got to hear, you got to hear both today. Cause we, me and you were watching the Mel Tucker press conference. Yeah. You got to see um, the facade he puts on, but then you also got to hear a little bit of the behind the scenes that goes on. So, Nick, you did a little double dip. I know. That. I got a double dip with Tucker. Now, I could see the uh, how he's I, – I could see the personality there and how he can be a good recruiter, but it also was – I could hear the desperation in his voice, and it it did make me happy because, you know what, Tucker got one from Kentucky. He did get Chris Ball, the four-star edge, to flip. Um they're not flip, but it was between Kentucky and Michigan State. He had a little bit easier playing opportunity early on um, at, at at Michigan State. So they did get him, but they couldn't get Keontae Goodwin. And I did just want to – there's one point I wanted to make about Goodwin that I think a lot of folks who are very um, 
you know, they're, they're old school people. You, you make your commitment, you stick to it. We don't need all of these changing decisions. I mean, there was like seven different tweets. From, I mean, how many times did it was exhausting <laughs> keeping up with it today. And I really do think that Goodwin is a, is a good kid who means well, who I think the last time I saw him before this was about two weeks ago. And he was just counting down the days to get this over with because he wanted to make every, not only make his family proud, he wanted to make the right decision, but he also developed relationships with these coaches. And he, I don't think he wanted to let them down too. So it was very difficult. It was pulling at him a yeah. lot of directions. I think he was indecisive, but ultimately this is a guy who just can't wait to play football. The sigh of relief that he let out. I mean, he took a big deep breath and said, I'm staying home. And when he let that out and let his shoulders drop and just kind of, Oh my gosh. I'm not going to wake up to 7,000 text messages in the morning from these coaches. Like I, I get the sense that this is a guy who has had so much on his plate for so long, so much pressure on him that he just wants to go out and play football. He wants to go hit the weight room. Um, now all that's left is get that fax in and then play in the All-American game, show up on campus and, and get to work. Because I, I, I know he's just excited to kind of move on past this long exhausting chapter of his life and get on to the next. Yeah, that's a lot to put on a kid's shoulders uh, when when head coaches are, are saying that you're the franchise of their program. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's tough for a 17, 18-year-old uh, young man. I mean, that, that's a lot of pressure. And I'm sure he is glad. The best thing, he is an early enrollee, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. Keontae needs football, football reps. Yes. Actual yes, football. no doubt. As many as he can get in, he needs. I mean, I'm talking walkthroughs. I'm talking point throughs. Everything that, that that is football related, he needs a whole heck of a lot of that because he's not played that much football. I mean, he's played no. football, obviously, but a lot of the valuation has been in the gym and, yes. and, and some highlights. He he needs as many reps as possible, and I hope the the, the expectations aren't unrealistic for him. Uh, in year one, we'll see. I mean, he could come out and be a starter. I don't know. Right. But, but he needs a lot of reps and a lot of technical development at tackle, Adam, in my opinion. Yeah, there's no doubt. The level of competition, it's not I mean, great. Yeah, Southern, Southern Indiana, Indiana football, look, it, like it's it's trash. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think it, it can be two sides, too, though. I mean, you look at him, and there's a lot of he's, – he's a can't-miss prospect in a lot of areas. 6'8", 330. Those hands. Built. Built well. I mean, mammoth hands, long wingspan. Um, he's a knee bender. He's not a back bender. Um, he can sink his hips a little bit. He's got major pass protection, uh, I think, traits that he needs practice on and he needs fine-tuning. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to learn to play the position. As you know, with that position, it's a lot of it's a lot of fine, small um, things you have to do well for them to add up. But there's a lot there, and there's a lot to be excited about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's – for Kentucky, I think they've had a few of these recruitments. I think you look at Jedrick Wills, Damian Harris, maybe even a Walker Parks, even though he did he made his decision a lot quicker than the other two. Where in-state guys, long relationships built, felt like Kentucky always had a good chance, but in the end they just didn't have enough juice mm-hmm. um, at Gusto to really finish off the recruitment. I think this recruitment is a lot of just – the stacking of good seasons, 
the stacking of good classes, the consistent, consistent results, the stability of the coaching staff. I think now we're seeing where Kentucky's got that extra oomph to finish some of these recruitments. And I think it played out overall throughout this class. And I think getting good one at the end just kind of was the cherry on top and highlighted that like Kentucky's not going away. You know, we're, we've got Spencer Rattler buzz already. We're going to hear South Carolina hype. We're going to hear Tennessee hype <laughs> all off season. Uh, they're going to, we're oh, going to hear about how Anthony Drink Richardson's going to be recruiter. Cam Newton 2.0 in August. Yep. Yep. But Kentucky's right. They're right in the thick of it. They're built from the inside out. They seem to have figured out offense, the quarterback situation. Brad White's coming back. The defense is going to be ready to go. Like they're going to be in the hunt and they're going to be, they're chasing that division title and they're on, they're on a collision course for Atlanta. They're going to get there. And it's just, you have, but you have to have classes like this and you have to keep climbing the ladder, keep breaking ceilings. And I think that's really what kind of what this year was all about. They went and proved 2018 was, wasn't a fluke. We went nine and three again. Mm-hmm. And we lost two games that we easily could have won. And then we backed it up with another really solid class. And we were able to get the five-star in our backyard, something that was poached from us in recent classes. And I I, I, I agree. He's got every trait, every, every projection to be, to be your future left tackle. Yes. Uh, But, but just like every offensive lineman though, it's going to take a little time. Yeah. You know, when, when when you up competition and up the speed of the game a little bit, what I like, obviously, good one. But Grant Bingham, to me, is a is a true four-position player. Yeah. He can play either guard, center, or right tackle. I, I think he is a dude. I think he's going to be – I think he's a, he, I think he's a multi-year starter at Kentucky. And then, and then Nick, I know you like uh, uh, Nick Hall up a lot. Yeah, no, he, he has – a lot of the same traits, um, but kind of like Goodwin, I, I saw where he was the first Division One player to ever – or first kid to ever go D1 from his high school. So kind of like yeah. Goodwin, there is some experience questions there. But what I do like, though, especially in Goodwin's case, and I'll kind of leave it at that, is that, one, Eric Wolford is the kind of coach he needs. I don't know what that Michigan State O-line coach was about, but um, Eric Wolford doesn't treat anybody with kitty gloves. He's going to bust their ass. There's no doubt about it. He's going to coach them hard. I think that's exactly what Keontae needs. And the thing that I like is that it'd be one thing if you just said, oh, well, this kid's prima donna, blah, 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 blah. He's never been through adversity. I mean, like, he he already went through a lot and responded yeah. to it. He had to drop, like, 125 pounds. Yeah, yeah He busted uh, yeah. the butt. So, the work ethic is there. Right, I mean, right. Yeah, it's just a matter of already. taking the coaching. And and I like having Wolford there. And, and to your point about the four-position – players ready that's another thing Wolford he loves versatile linemen guys like wall ball who can move around a lot Jagger Burton same way um and I I think you know outside of Manning I don't I don't know how much you're going to move around a dude who's played that spot for three or four years but hell he was on the defensive line uh before he moved over to the offensive line so play left and right guard at Auburn too so yeah that's important and we can't forget about a mid-year All-American in in, uh Eli Cox who's coming back you know right and so but I, Adam, I know you you have spoken often of this, and and I always pay attention when you talk when you talk about it. Is I like the player versatility in this class, positional versatility. Yes, players like Alex Afari, who, who's a corner Man. at six yeah. two one ninety five. Listen, he can play linebacker, he can play corner, both safety spots, and the nickel. That's a lot of versatility there. 
I really like him a lot there. And then uh, uh, Jacob, uh, Jacoby Albert, I love this kid. Love him. I think he's <laughs> – I mean, where are you going to play him is the only question. Offense, defense, he's going to play – if he's done defense, he's going to play all your special teams. I think he can play corner. He can play the nickel. He can play safeties. There's so many ways that he could factor. I really like uh, Jacoby Albert and what he could bring as far as versatility, Adam and, and Nick. If you made us do a straw poll on who our favorite player was in this class, I really think that, like, if it was, like, just blindly done, Jacoby Albert might be number one. Might be. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 in a, he's at least in a consensus top three. Yeah. player probably if we took a blind vote <laughs> dude is yeah. awesome the tape the tape yeah. is awesome two-way player gets it done offense defense safety he's a guy like if he gets in mark stoops secondary room it's gonna be damn hard to get him out of there yeah yes it is I, i've never seen look, a kid like, like have his tackling like, ability his, though is just leaping ability awesome yeah ball yeah. skills uh tracking skills short area quickness long speed He's got it all. I mean, he's got – I think he could play – I mean, he's a little bit on the smaller side, but he's got a lot of traits, I think, that could play as a true freshman. And you're looking at that safety position. It's a lot of unknown there mm-hmm. heading into next yeah. season. And then I look at Afari, like Freddie said, that that multi-positional ability. Where, where do you think me- he ends up? This safety? medium position, this nickel Sam type spot, feels like it's kind of tailor-made for a guy with his skill set. You know, kind of that in-between corner safety um, that can maybe, you know, add some weight and go to get down and play in the box. Um, packs a punch when he hits people. Um, that kind of feels like the spot for him. I think they'll try yeah. him out at corner, similar to maybe like they did with Joe Williams and Vito Tisdale. Um, but right now those two seem like that's where they're playing them at, is that kind of that nickel Sam spot. And I think that hey, could guys. be a spot okay. for Afari. I've got a comp for Afari that is kind of off the wall. And okay. you know, probably tell me I'm crazy. Okay. I think Afari is a six foot two Vito Tisdale. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I mean I could see it for sure. I mean I mean you can play play him wherever. Just let him play the game of football. That's all you got to put get him on well, the field somewhere. Yeah. These these Ohio DBs, it I mean you had my you had Mike Edwards and Darius West, those four-star guys from Ohio in that same class, and yeah. they turned out pretty well. And Afari, that was a guy that he didn't, you know, as, as Vince would say, he's not one of them social media guys. He wasn't all the way out there, but Cincinnati was pushing hard. They had him for an official visit, another college football playoff team, uh, and you had to work hard down the stretch to beat him. Same thing with Jacoby Albert. You know, uh, yeah. you had to, to work to beat Auburn, to flip him in the home stretch and two really high-quality players. I know a lot of the focus was on improving the cornerback room after this past season, but you also got to think about uh, the talent that you've had at safety over the years, and it's just you're getting kind of thin there. So it, these were two significant recruiting wins um, that, that you – you, you needed bodies there, and you got the best possible outcome on signing day. I put it into context. Jacoby Albert is from Fairfield, Alabama. That's outside of Birmingham. So that would be like Auburn coming into Franklin County and signing the four-star player. That, that's, what it's, that's what Albert is like. 
in reverse to get him out of Fairfield Bessemer area, uh, big time by uh, by John Summerall there. Yeah, big time, think, big time. I think you got to give props to Summerall. Um, yeah, for hanging absolutely. around after the Troy job, getting that done with Albert and then Quintel Jones as well. Just two more, I think, legitimate recruiting ones that guys that are going to be players, um, high level contributors potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like those see, Summerall guys, man. Right. Like, like last year, like Trevor Wallace, Martel, there are two guys you're willing to bet on. Khalil Saunders has, was a somewhat of a oh, pleasant yeah. surprise. This year, the year before that, you know, pulls Josiah Hayes, um, Chris Lewis is a receiver that I think people are still excited about. Chauncey Magwood played some. You know, there's a ton of guys he's gotten from the deep south, um, and a lot of them I think are going to end up being really good players for Kentucky. So he did – he was only here three years, but he made a pretty big impact on the program. Uh, I I'm don't know what a Brad White – signee a brad white player looks like because i believe these might be his first two guys but between uh tamiwa and fearbury they're coming from unusual recruiting territories we normally don't see guys from delaware or Pitt, uh pittsburgh but i i like what i'm seeing freddie but i do need to ask you uh to pronounce tamiwa's last name i can't <laughs> Uh, calling TD. Yeah, TD. Durajaye. Pretty close. Yeah, that was yeah. better than what I would have done. I, I couldn't do yeah. it. But both dudes, uh, as you mentioned off the top bucket, a lot of length from both Long. of them. Yeah. Long. Yeah. And for me, for me, at the defensive end position, production matters, uh, especially if you're playing in Delaware, at Middletown, yeah. Delaware. I, mm-hmm. it, you, you need to be productive. And that's just not in Delaware. I mean, that's you know that position to me is about production. It's hard to project production if you if you're not productive at the high school level. Uh, he was highly productive at Middletown. Uh, you know, he's what two twenty two fifty five right now. He could be two eighty within a year, two years. Has the frame to put it on at six five. I like his length. Uh, he's going to room with Dane Key. Great kid from from what I hear. And then Fearbury also. Uh, you know, you like the length there as well. So, uh, Kentucky, I, I like how on the edge and along on the line of scrimmage, they they got long, and I like it. But you're at Pittsburgh uh, signee. I, I thought he could. I thought he bent real well, Adam. I thought he could turn and burn in coverage, play with his hand in the dirt, high ceiling, uh, two twenty five. He's gonna need. He's gonna need some time in a strength and conditioning program. Yeah. But with all the transfers out. At linebacker, guys, you know, I could see a Fearbury or a Wade or somebody playing in year one. Yeah. Um, Fearbury, I think there's some project to his game. He does yeah. need some development, um, yeah. specifically weight and strength. He needs more play strength, but yeah. explosive get off. There's some times on tape where it's like he's shot out of a cannon. Um, and he's more, he, he had more bend than I thought he would have coming around the, the edge, yeah. which is huge for it an outside pass rusher. If you combine you combine that with explosiveness and you learn, you know, some hand placement, you're going to be a tear um, in isolation situations. The uh, Keaton, Keaton Wade, I think, at the edge, I mean, he's he just looks the part. Like, he he's the first guy off the bus you yeah. want. 6'4", yeah. when he fills out, he's going to be 250 pounds, chiseled. Yeah. 
he he looks the part. He's got burst athleticism. I think he can hold up more better right now than Fearbury, probably at the point of attack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a two-way player there for Spring Hill Summit High School. I just think – I'm not sure what his ceiling is, but I'm, I feel pretty safe saying he's going to be a very solid player at the college level. I would and, say that, that Wade and then with Walker could be much like Khalil Saunders' situation. Uh, you put him in a pass rushing situ- scenarios down the mm-hmm. distance, yeah. Say, see quarterback, find quarterback, hit quarterback. You don't have to think. You don't have to know the defense. There's a quarterback. Go get him. And then you play him four games. Hey, we're going to use him, or you can, you can use a red shirt on him. But uh, I, I like the edge edge uh, signees in this class. The uh, fear breeze length and that, like you all mentioned, to that bend, he, he will get like the – he has the Josh Allen look. But as Allen took time and was a slow cooker, he will be a slow cooker. Keen Wade might be the most polished edge. Like, you know, I'm not looking at a ton of tape of other guys, so I don't, you know, it's hard for me to know about a, a guy that signed him with Florida, but he's one of the most polished high school edge products I've ever seen. When just the, not only the kind of violence and physicality he plays with, but also his ability to just, Get around like uh, it's it's impressive. It's it's really impressive. He's exactly what they need day one, and, and to beat Tennessee for those guys, you absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Um, and and I want to get to talking about what his brother could bring to the table, but first I've got to tell you about something that our friends at Prize Picks are doing. Like, and I know folks have been using the promo code personnel to double their deposit, but now you can get even more back on your deposit because. Starting yesterday, right now they're in the 12 days of Christmas and you deposit money, you get more back. It's it, There's a different deal for each day of the week. Deposit $500, you get a $200 bonus. $250, receive a $75 bonus. The, the bonuses, they're absolutely wonderful. So get on prize picks, 12 days of Picksmas, download the app, use the code personnel or go to prizepicks.com slash picksmas for your bonus payout today and play throughout bowl season. It's going to be an exciting bowl season. Uh, Man, can't wait for the action to get going. I'm excited to actually watch football. And Freddie, I was talking with somebody today. It's like, you know, this year, the recruiting craziness, it was fun. It was exciting, but I'm I'm ready to just actually talk about the way these guys play and nobody made more fun highlights in high school than Destin Wade. I just, I wish I could just find, I don't, I don't did you all get solid numbers on him? I got numbers all over the place on what he did. Either way, they were all crazy because he was just running around through over throwing it over the top. He was an absolute phenom playing high school football in the state of Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, go ahead. Freddie. Doing all this, doing all the state championship games. You can't trust no high school numbers. I don't care if it's coming from the organization team, whatever. So uh, you're going to get numbers from everywhere. But, yeah, I mean, he's a football player. Uh, he's going to get a look at quarterback and, and see what he can do there. But both the Wade twins, I like their fluidity. And, and that that's the best word that I could describe them is, is they're very fluid uh, as they move on the football field. Decisions come quickly to them. They can process, project, and foresee what's going to happen. 
but but with Destin, I, you know, he's going to get a look, but we'll see. Uh, if he doesn't work out at quarterback, there's a lot of places that he could play uh, on the offense. Just get the football in his hands, Adam. Yeah. Um, number one with the weights, just I love the makeup of the two. Um, they put off an aura of, like, we're about our business. Yes. Um, leaders, potential guys that can maybe be alphas in your locker room. <laughs> um, seems like guys people like yes. to follow, winners, led their team to state. I've never heard of that high school when they were going undefeated in Tennessee. 25-game winning streak. 25-game winning yeah. streak, and they didn't lose until um, Jordan James, I believe is his name, running back commit for Georgia just went nuts in the game to beat them in the state title. Um, just And then a lot of it, I went to camp and got to see them work out a little bit, and it's just – there's just – there's something about them. And, they, like, I, like, I'm willing to bet on them being very, very productive players – Destin, obviously, he's going to get a shot at quarterback. Keaton Thompson played at Mississippi State, was a quarterback, didn't really last. He transfers to Virginia, and Virginia kind of used him as like the Swiss Army knife on offense. 6'4", 225 pounds, played tight end, split out wide, um, played some wildcat quarterback, and was really kind of a matchup nightmare for their passing offenses for uh, some defenses. I could see Destin Wade kind of being that kind of flex tight end that you can do a lot of stuff with. You can put him in the wildcat. You can line him up all over the place. Uh, you can get him at 6'4", 235 pounds, a guy that can run, lined up against you know, linebackers or smaller defensive backs if, if quarterback doesn't work out. Um, he didn't throw the ball very much. There in high school, it was like 12, 13 times a game at the numbers I had, which, like you said, that that could be exaggerated. But there's just a lot – there's a lot of tools there, and I think he could – he's going – I know he's going to be a pretty good player here. It's just finding a home for him. I think their personalities are infect, uh, infectious. Is that a proper word? That's a good word, yeah. And, and I, they remind me, after being around them, they remind me a lot of Josh Pascal, and that's about as high as compliment as I could give any person in the world. Is there's a lot of Josh Pascal in the Wade twins? Man, that <laughs> that says a lot. <laughs> I think I'd say to say that that says a lot uh, coming from you, Freddie, um, without a doubt. And I, man, I, I'm just looking at the board here, and it is. Uh, an impressive collection of talent. Let's talk about Andre Stewart right quick, Nick. This is a guy that committed early and mm -hmm. really got lost in the shuffle. He played for a North Cobb high school team there in Atlanta that had four four stars. Boatload of talent. Yeah. They got dudes going to Tennessee, Georgia. They had one kid uncommitted. We're, the, the opposite cornerback was, I believe, Marquise Groves Killebrew. Mm -hmm. Who was committed to Georgia? I don't know if he did. He end up signing with AM today. Uh, that's well. That was early on, but hell, who knows? It's been yeah. crazy today. <laughs> but, but man, when you turn on this tape, I, I just really like this kid. Um, speed. He's got ball skills. He can tackle. When he tweeted or when he committed, both Mark Stoops and Brad White sent out tweets immediately. Yeah, they don't do that on every prospect. He even, I think Stoops broke the announcement, if I'm not mistaken. It was on like a Friday night, and he said Yahtzee yeah, before Stewart ever said anything like that. That's when you know he likes it, dude. Yeah, I just, I'm, I really like this kid a lot, and I think he's just not getting talked about. I think he's a good fit to play that kind of field cornerback position, the wide side of the field that we see um, Kentucky like to use. 
I, I, I'm, I'm just pretty high on this kid, and I think he kind of got lost in the wash, but I feel confident um, in his skill set. Adam, I have him as a as a potential year one contributor as well, evaluation of, of Stewart. I like him a lot. I, I think, you know, he's not getting talked about because, like you said, he, he committed early. Uh, but but I like the way I agree with that, where he can play. Uh, and given Kentucky's cornerback situation, that the depth was a liability this season, I mean, it's going to be a, a really nice competition there. And it's mm-hmm. going to be nice to have depth. So if a player's not getting it done, you can sit them. <laughs> Instead of <laughs> we can't sit them, we got to play them. I mean, you can't learn from that as a position. Nick, you talked about uh, Keaton Wade being polished. We've not talked really about Dane Key. We did it a little bit. I I think Dane Key is one of the more polished route runners uh, that UK has signed in quite a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like his vertical thread. He's really good in 50-50 ball scenarios. But he could also be used as a first down or or a chain moving uh, possession receiver. He he can do both. So I really like how his route, how he he catches with his hands. And he 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 is polished as a route runner. I can't tell you how many times this year where Wuckett was just like, they just need a guy that can catch a back shoulder fade. Just need they yeah. just need one. And they finally got one uh with Key. And this is a great time to mention too. They also got legacy recruits. I mean, yep. how many times you're just like, Zach, Zach Martin, really? You're going somewhere yep. else. Jamal Adams, like these are the kind of guys you need to be able to get. You get Dane Key, you get Nick Hall, who his dad, Antonio Hall. I don't know if it changed with Goodwin, but if you look at like historic 24-7 sports ranking, Antonio Hall was still number one up there. Mm-hmm. And not to mention your kicker, uh, Jackson Smith. Andy Smith was an okay. all-SEC punter for Kentucky and I want to say 98, 99. So yeah. that's that's like stuff that we were complaining about in signing days past. And now it's mm-hmm. it's a given, you know, that's just another thing to check off this list, another thing that this coaching staff has accomplished. Stoops has reached out. I mean, I can tell you as a former player, they, they do more under Stoops than they ever did, ever. And and he deserves a tremendous amount of credit for that. But so does Courtney Love. Courtney is tremendous about communication, liaisoning with former players. And I think it's paying off because, uh, you know, I, I think Jackson Smith was always going to go to Kentucky. But 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 thank you. That was up in the air for a while. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you. It was. And the same – yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, I think Courtney's done a tremendous job and, and needs to be credit, credited for that as well, uh, working with former players. Yeah, and Freddie, what you're just talking about is really falls under alignment to me. Yeah. From administration. Ooh, that's a great – that's a very hot word right now, like it. To coaches, to players, to – Everybody in your under you has a head coach to the fan base, to alumni, yeah. to boosters, to yeah. import influential people, specifically now with name image likeness. Mm-hmm. Right now, what Mark Stoops is kind of built right now, he has got everybody holding that damn rope and they are pulling yeah. in the same direction. And I mean, Freddie, you followed us longer than I have, but that, that's never been the case since I've been following no, the program. No. Not even close. Not even not close. Even. No, I can go back to the 80s. It's not even – no, no. So and, you get- and, 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 Yeah, as an example, Adam, 
That's a perfect word there is alignment. An example, bowl, bowl game, where are we playing at? I can't remember. Orlando. Jacksonville, Orlando. There will be an event that week just for former players. That may not sound like a lot, but do you know how many former players live in Florida and then how many right. former players are flying in from all over the country? And with that, and this speaks to alignment, Adam, with that former players, you have doctors, you have company owners, you have attorneys, you have all these influencers that can help the program in a legal way, but you have all those role models for the players, success stories. Eventually they have kids like Dante, you know, and, and Andy. And, and, and so all that really, really works in, in unison. And like you said, I love that word alignment. Yeah, and then all that you, you create an environment like that where people want to be involved and they they feel welcome and people have fun going to do this stuff and they want to help yeah. out. Like, what can we do to help them? And it, it could be different. For, it's different from a fan. It's different from administration. I mean, it goes. But everybody, I think, feels like wanted right now and feels like they're helping the program. Um, and having days like this recruiting day, I think, helps with all that. And then you're. Even administration, you're getting facility upgrades. They're gonna. I'm assuming Brad Wright's about to get a healthy pay raise. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just pulling that rope in the same direction. That's part getting back to like Kentucky. They're not going anywhere. Like they're here to stay. Kentucky football has arrived, and they're on a collision course for Atlanta, and they're gonna get there. And I think a lot of it has to do with that and kind of the culture, uh, overall program that Stoops has created, and it's at an all time high right now. And I think that's only gonna continue moving forward. Um, and because of that, I think that obviously they had a lot of work to do with that dang key recruitment. It seemed like, and they were able to yeah, get it done. And that he's going to be, it's a big ad position of need. Um, mm. Easy mm. to see him being yeah. a productive player in Lexington. Speaking of big ads, um, I've got to get to one more ad from our good friends at my bookie, man, just seamless transition. That's why we get paid the big bucks. Uh, bowl games start this weekend. There's also a big fight this weekend. Uh, I don't know if y'all are into it, but Jake Paul, Tyrone Woodley, they produce some high-flying fights. And my bookie has the best odds and prop bets for their second fight. And you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to 1000 bucks using the promo code KSR. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement at MyBookie. Visit MyBookie.ag. Use the promo co- code KSR, and you can double your deposit uh, whether you're going to bet on a fight, bet on a bowl game, um, really happy that I got in at Western Michigan plus one before our boy Carson Strong opted out at Nevada. That's up to minus four and a half. So, <laughs> folks, you should probably want to get in on some of these bowl bets before the odds go all over the place. Do it at MyBookie, mybookie.ag, promo code KSR. A couple more. We, we mentioned off the top that Kentucky put an emphasis on speed in this recruiting class, and we didn't talk about the fastest guys out there, yeah. including the five-star. Like, we, we, we've got to a point where there's a five-star receiver that ran, uh, was it like a 10-4-9-100 and picked Kentucky over Bama and Ole Miss. We're an hour in our signing day show, and we're just now getting to Barry and Brown. It is, this is we are in crazy. We're we're in crazy land. We've this made is it. fun, ain't it? Oh my god, this is. And you know what? This I thought we used to do this stuff for basketball. This is happening to Kentucky football. This is nuts. I mean, when Lynn Bowden made his announcement, it was unbelievable watching his tape. Brown is like a a Lynn Bowden, but instead of just going 
and like making other people look slow about going side to side. Freddie, I, I, I'm sure this happened back in the day. I never had those reel to reels, you know, where you'd have to put the tape up and then it'd spin and go, yeah. blah, 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 blah. but it looks like yep. the tape jumps because he is so explosive, so explosive. Yeah. It is, it is unreal what this kid can do. It's hard to see how fast he is because he outruns everybody so quickly. And then he kind of <laughs> takes the gas off towards, you know, and yeah. towards the end. So it's really hard to see how fast he is. I had my evaluation. I didn't cop him to Lynn Bowden, but I said, I, I thought there were a lot of Lynn Bowden Jr. Similarities. Well, he played quarterback, you know, and he's he played polished. quarterback. He did, def- he did everything for his high school, you know, played everything. And he would be, uh, you know, he, he would, he would compete for a starting role at cornerback if he wants to play defense. I meant whatever he wants to do. I mean, it just, where are you going to play him? Uh, he, he will, Adam, in my opinion, take some time to be developed as far as route running and the pure position of receiver, just like Bob. That's going to take a little time, but you can't deny his playmaking ability. But he can run a jet sweep. Yeah. He can get the ball in his hand. <laughs> he can make something happen. Like, he's got to learn the intricacies of the wide receiver position. Kind of similar to Lynn Bowden. But he's got legit, no doubt, 4-4 speed, and it's not just 4-4. I mean, it's legit long speed, 100-meter, 200-meter champ in, in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, with wiggle, he can move. He can stop, change the direction, makes violent cuts, acceleration. I mean, he, he can go 0-60 to 60 as fast as anybody, and just he can just blow by uh, guys. Um, and then you see some of the – he has some ball skills too. It's not just – he's not just – he's not a track guy playing football. Like yeah. He's a football player with speed. Um, so, there's just like – there's stuff that makes you, your, you know, your, your mouth go open when you watch him play. I mean, you, you, you can be like, oh, my goodness, there, this, there's something here. One thing uh, I really want to see, Luckett, is he's one of the two track stars. And, hell, I think Brandon White might even be a track star as well. But uh, – so – Barry and Brown, two-time defending state champ, and I think he has the record in the 100. That's but right. Jordan Jordan Anthony, though, he is the defending 100-meter national champion. <laughs> so, like, I mean, you, hell, I'm, I, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, – I, I know Floriel's gone. I forget the, the track coach's name now, but I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to get those guys to come out and run in the spring. I mean, that's, that's how fast yeah. they are. You know, there's the, – the, I call it the Logan Stenberg effect. Uh, the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game is one of the better ones in the country. And Jordan Anthony stood out in that All-Star week leading up to the game. So, yes. if you do that, you you can go. <laughs> you know, 5'9", uh, <laughs> 160, like Adam said earlier, I mean, he's going to have to learn to play the position. But you just pitch the ball to him. Just hit him on a bubble screen. Send mm-hmm. him downfield on a vertical route, a deep crosser, something. Just, you know, yeah, you can't teach speed and, and Anthony – and Brown both have it, and a lot of it. Man, Anthony and White together. I'm very interested just to see how Cohen, what the plan is for them, and how they utilize them down the road. Yeah, they're just you feel like at least little, one of them is going to hit. You know, they're just little with speed. It just you see guys like that play and make it, um, but we've also seen a lot of guys like miss in that in kind of that profile. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so just interested to see how how he utilizes them and how they're used. Um, 
But because I, I just I just have a hard time projecting it. Like what what is it going to look like in the offense? A guy like that. How does that how does that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's but, something I'm 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 entering cautiously with both of those guys because obviously the speed is especially with Anthony it's next level. Um, yeah. But what does it look like in the offense? A guy like that of that profile is what I'm interested to see. Well, in- yeah. And Kentucky already has that guy in Dikel Crowdis who. Yeah. If you've seen his body when That's true. before yeah. and after he went to Kentucky, I don't think I don't think Anthony or White are going to make that leaps as far as Crowdis did in their body change. I don't think they're going to get up to 180, 185 anytime quick and soon. But you know, I think you know, with with all the excitement over everybody, we kind of forget about the Kel Crowdis every now and then. And, oh, and yeah. See what he can do bring year two. No, you're exactly right. And we also forget about the transfer portal edition and Tavion Robinson, who, unlike the others, he is a much more polished route runner, a productive player in the Atlantic Coast Conference, who was uh, PFF had him as a freshman All-America two years ago. And despite a kind of shaky quarterback situation, was an All-SEC player as a punt returner. So he does a little bit of both. And I, I know you don't want him to be Wandell Robinson right away. That's asking a ton from a guy who set a single-season reception record. But he's got the same last name for crying out loud, so you can't blame us for saying that about a talented slot receiver they're bringing into the fold. Similar attributes, I think he's going to be used in a very similar way to Wandell. I wouldn't expect him to get, you know, 120, 130 <laughs> targets like Wandell. I hope they can spread year. the ball around a little bit better. <laughs> but, like, how, how he's utilized, you know, occasionally on jet sweeps, um, some in the screen game, and then, like, the deep post, um, the over routes, uh, that's all stuff he can do out of the slot. So, I think you're going to see him utilized in a similar way. Man, it's there's, – there's a lot to like about this class. We're reaching the end of our show. Um, I know I, I got to be getting on the road here soon, but uh, a couple players we didn't touch on – Elijah Reed, he's a great story. He kind of re, he reclassified to run it back another year. He's another guy who doesn't have a lot of experience, but he's got that size at cornerback that they really like, Freddie. And we talked about length. Like, size was important. That's why they got Zoff Frazier, too, the Juco kid. Yeah. They wanted to get bigger on at cornerback uh, in addition to having a guy like Andre Stewart uh, coming to the fold. Yeah, needed bodies at corner, needed speed at corner, mm-hmm. and you need you need you wanted height there because that's what Mark Stoops likes. Mm-hmm. He prefers a six two six three, and at times with uh, uh, with the, the JUCO and, and Westry, the six four corner. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, you need you needed bodies. You know, Josh Caddis, we didn't mention him. I yeah. I think he I think he's exactly uh, Brendan Bates. I think they're the same player. Uh, a lot, a lot of comparison there. Except he's further uh, along now. Like Bates was a skinny little pass catcher a few years ago, and now he's this dude who just like mows people down. Um, yeah. It's also fun that Caddis's dad, you know, did really well for Jim Harbaugh back in the day catching passes from him. Yeah, and now just like, eh, I'm not. Yeah. take that, Michigan. I'm going to Kentucky. It's far and I got enjoy- go ahead, Freddie. No, go ahead, Adam. And just as far as pure enjoyment, I'll make a quick. Just Caddis and watching him block people on tape. I mean, it's fun. Like, he thoroughly enjoys finishing blocks. Um, Liam Cohen talked about, you know, how he reminds him of Bates a lot on your show today, Nick. Um, As a blocker, I think he he could come in and right away hold up. They don't need him to, but he could if he had to. Um, And and I think he's a – 
a reliable pass catcher. So you could see him, I think, having a similar type role as Bates or even a rig along those lines. You know, there's no – with this class, I mean, you got all the four and five and a bunch of high threes. There's no hidden gems in this class. But mm-hmm. I have to talk about my guy, Quintel Jones. Yeah. I mean, I really, really like this guy. Uh, he's not going to make a lot of tackles. He's not going to get a lot of sacks, tackles for loss. But, man, he just eats up and demands double teams. I really like him. And and, it's, and he's, he's getting, coming into a situation that he can't even get stronger and faster, doesn't have to play immediately. But if this was any other year, if this was five years ago, Quintel Jones would come in and compete for a starting role. So I, I really like him, and we've not mentioned him yet either. Whew. Also, light on his feet. Yeah, around a little bit and got some, I yeah. think, more pass rushing value than a lot of people are going to realize. Yeah, man, it's been uh, it's been a fun day. I feel like we could go on and on for another hour or so, but I'm, we're on hour like 13 of going. I'm a little beat and I also drink a very large cup of coffee um, as the show is going on. I don't I don't know. I, I'm no uh, not like the dude on Red Zone. I can't just sit up here. <laughs> all day but uh fellas this has been fun we're obviously it's going to take us a little while to catch our breath from all this but we're going to have a lot more uh content coming from all of this we hope you enjoyed it do do we have any more parting words we'd like to offer before we go i'm good i think it was a real big day for kentucky football Um, put a stamp on a really good year um and really sent a message i think closing on keontae goodwin landing all these high quality like top 300 type players that they're not going anywhere they're coming so they're coming and they're coming fast kentucky's gonna finish with a top 15 recruiting class one of the craziest signing days of all time we appreciate y'all joining us for freddie maggard and adam luckett i'm nick roush go cats and go kroger Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.